Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Luke chapter 4, verse 43, it says, But Jesus said, Do not, do not know that there are other places. I must go and offer them hope found in God's kingdom realm. This is what I've been sent to do. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In fact, Elijah, if you could just stay there for the next few moments and just give us a little, little something, something. All right. First of all, Jesus was able to say no to the good in order to say yes to the best. When you don't know your purpose, you end up saying yes to things that will end up taking away from what your purpose is in Christ. In fact, these people wanted to make Jesus king. And Jesus understood that if I let you make me king here on earth, then I lose out on being king over all the universe. And I want you to understand that sometimes good opportunities will take you away from the best ones. That when you know your purpose in life, you know now what to say no to. Young lady, say no to that good guy so that you can say yes to that best one. Come on, pastor, say it again. Because some of you are spending too much time with fools. I used to say all the time, you you can't keep kissing frogs hoping that you're going to find a prince. When you know your purpose in life, you're going to have standards where individuals are going to have to meet that standard in order to be able to have access to your life. And uh, when we talk about purpose, purpose is the original intent of a thing. And when you know your design, when you know your purpose, I want you to know that you can't determine your purpose. God does because God's the one that created you. And I need you to also recognize this. Uh, Dr. Miles Monroe said the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but life without purpose. And I don't know about you. I don't know. I don't want to go through my whole life and at the very end try to figure out why I'm here. I know why I'm here. That's what gets me up in the morning. It's a thing that drives me. And when you have your, your why in life, you're able to, you don't have to, you know, oh, man, not another day. You have this ability to get up, to, to you're excited about. You can't wait for another day to come. Because when you know your purpose, you know your passion. CWC has our why. Why we exist. And you know, listen, you, when you come to a church, you just don't come to church to, to partner because you enjoy the music or, or the preaching or the, the ambiance or even the people. You join together with the church based on their vision. And can you come into agreement with that vision? Can you use your giftings, your talents and ability to help make that place a better place for people just like you? Somebody say Amen. CWC has our statement of purpose. I shared with you weeks ago that you you go to In-N-Out, what are you going to get? A burger. You go to Chick-fil-A, what are you going to get? Chicken. It's not that burgers are bad or chicken is bad. It's just that they know what they excel in. They know their purpose. CWC knows our purpose. We exist to love God, love people, change the world. That when you love God, that will automatically cause you to love people. And when you love people, that can't help but transform the world you live in. Somebody say amen. 
So I, I share with you, uh, just, just go ahead and put the next slides up there just for time purposes. Love God. Uh, these are the four things we went over a couple weeks ago. Check it out on the podcast to get caught up. Love, uh, or love God and then love people on life-giving relationships, honor, healing, and reaching out. Today, I want to take you into the next phase in changing the world. That when we love God, we love people, we have a responsibility to change the world. You're not here by accident. Say it again, Pastor. You're not here by accident. You are here by design. You're here on purpose. God placed you here for a reason. And we change the world how? Number one, we change the world or transform the world by becoming an influencer. And what are influencers? Take a look at Matthew chapter 28. It says this, therefore go. Everyone say go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It goes on and talks about making disciples. But I want you to notice this. You cannot make disciples of all nations if you do not have influence. Now, let me tell you something. There are some Christians I will not take any advice from. Because their lives are jacked up. They're always broke, always late. They, 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 they never have anything together. The marriages are always falling apart. Listen, God created you to be an influencer. And how do we get influences by being great at the things God created us to do? What am I t- we have a responsibility to have better marriages. We have a responsibility to raise better kids. We have a responsibility to be better with people. We have a responsibility to become a better person. Oh, somebody, somebody got to grab a hold of this. Because some, some of us have come to church just trying to get by, but God didn't create you just to get yours. He created you to help empower others. Now, now notice this. God gave a, gave a mandate to mankind when he created them. He said, he, then he blessed them in Genesis 1.28. He blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Then he tells us to reign over all the earth. Now, when you take a look at that, in the book of Genesis, everyone say Genesis. He tells us to fill the earth. In other words, you can't fill the earth unless you have influence on the earth. He tells Adam and Eve, to fill the earth. They had a responsibility to spread, not just in the, the Garden of Eden, but take over the whole world by multiplying a godly family that would reproduce across the face of the earth. Now we come to the book of Matthew, and the, what he tells us to do is now go to all the nations. And so the, 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 the plan hasn't changed. God's design for our lives hasn't changed. We have a responsibility to still fill the earth. How do we do that? We go to all the nations. God's plan is still the same. The mission is still, still the same. You do not get, you didn't just get saved from something. You got saved to something. Oh, come on. Somebody got to get a hold of this. You're, you're, we, I grew up in old school church, man. I'm telling you, in old school church, you know what? You got saved Sunday morning, and then you were backslidden by Sunday night. Because, and fear was the thing that got you to the cross. Because you were scared to death of going to hell. And they, How many remember, for, for those of you old school folks in here, I don't want to give you up or anything, but the, the, one of the greatest tools was the thief in the night. Remember that? That movie? Living in San Jose with earthquakes, you always heard an earthquake was going to happen before Jesus came. Whenever an earthquake happened, didn't matter what kind, I ran to my parents' room to open the door to make sure they were still there. 
But you serve God out of fear because you didn't want to get left behind. But listen, fear may bring you to the cross, but only love will keep you there. And you can't serve God. We can't serve God out of fear. And that's the only way I knew back then. But I need you to understand, God restored our lives so that we would be not just saved from hell, but be saved to something. Every one of you, when I look around this room, I see influencers. And every one of you is influencing someone either positively or negatively, but you are influencing. Every one of you is an influencer. Second thing I want you to see is that we change the world by empowering people. Ephesians 4.12 says their responsibility is to equip. Everyone say equip. God's people to do the work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Listen, my job. Now, uh, the scripture before that says, and he gave some to be apostles, some, uh, evang- uh, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And he gave some gifts to the church. Do you understand that, that we're the gift to you? Now, I know some of you want to return this gift sometimes, but the reality is we are a gift to you. Our pastors, our staff, we are God's gift to you. God is God, God gave us to you. And what are we here for? To equip you. That word equip in the Greek literally means it's a, it's a word for setting a bone. It's for mending a net. It's putting something back together. It's taking it back to its original condition or purpose. Why? Because remember when the, the disciples were on the side of the beach and Jesus came walking by? The Bible says, what were they doing with their nets? They were mending their nets. That's the same Greek word that is used for equip. They were mending. They were putting back together. I'm here to tell you that our responsibility as pastors is to help put you back together again. Because broken nets can't catch fish. So we have to mend you. That, that's why you don't share the gospel with anyone. It's because you're broken. And so you come to church so that we can mend you, but we don't put you back together just so you can sit on the shelf and say, man, what a great net. What a beautiful net. Well, look at the stitching on that net. That net looks so good. Man, that's a great net. Who put that net together? It's not about that. Well, that net can sing. That net can preach. That, it's not about we have, we're put together. You are put back together so that you can catch lives. So that you could do the work of the ministry. See, what's broken has to be fixed. Listen to me carefully. We're going to close in a moment. Every one of us had something broken in our lives. That's what drew us to Christ. But when Christ puts us back together again, you're not fixed just for the sake of being fixed. You have to now get to work. How how does God, we shared this in the first service, how does God win the world? What he does, how, how does God win a police officer? God takes an undercover kingdom agent places him in a cop's uniform and he uses him to reach the other cops. How how does God reach plumbers? God takes a a, a man, a, a kingdom representative, hides him in a plumber outfit, crack and all, and then he puts him right in the midst of other plumbers in order to reach other plumbers for Christ. Are you following me right now? 
How, how does God reach other beauticians? God takes a spirit-filled, on, on fire woman of God, and he wraps her in the ability of cutting hair and, and dyeing hair and doing all this stuff and puts her with other beauticians, and it spreads the kingdom and the glory of God in that aspect as well as barbers because you have been placed there on assignment to win people to Christ. You are a net that's thrown out every day and you're going, you're being thrown out to bring people in to the kingdom. But when you're broken, you're not concerned about catching nothing. Because broken nets don't catch fish. You're strengthened for service, number three. Everyone say number three. We got to lead people to purpose. You think we just do this to get you fired up, get you blessed, and send you home? Every Sunday, we gather here to help, help re- reveal like another layer of an onion or a cabbage leaf to reveal, or even an artichoke, if you would, to reveal your purpose inside of you. And every Sunday you come, every time you gather here, another level is peeled away of things that are hiding your purpose. And we're trying to reveal your purpose. I, I'm glad you get your bless on. I'm glad you, you get the little, the little tingles. I'm glad that your hair stands up on the back of your neck and you get the goosebumps. That's great. But if it doesn't bring a change, we've wasted our time. Thank you, Sister Mona, for that. Ephesians 2, 5, 2, 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. <laughs> My mom used to say I was a piece of work, but I don't think she's, that's what she meant. <laughs> For we are God's masterpiece. Look at your neighbor and say, you're lucky to be sitting next to me. And look at your other neighbor and say, look at this. God was showing off when he made this. Come on. There you go. For we are God's masterpiece and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do. Somebody say do. do. That we can do the good things he planned, long, planned for us long ago. Before you were designed, God already had a purpose for your life. Something that you were required to do. God had a plan for you to do something. Not just be something or not just go through life. There was something you were designed and fashioned to accomplish. God already determined he was showing off while he was sitting there and making you and putting you together. But he didn't just take care of the outside you. He took care of the inside of you and putting the, the talents, the abilities to do those things. You think when he created the bird, the bird had the ability to fly. When he created a fish, the fish had the ability to breathe underwater. God designed you with everything that you need to succeed and excel at what he called you to do. But I need you to understand God has a purpose for you and when you find out your purpose come on somebody the, your world changes for the better L- listen to me people are counting on you no you didn't hear me people are counting on you if, if John doesn't change his life chaplain John you don't change your life this man never has that encounter with God do you realize that If he doesn't follow his purpose and get his net fixed when he came into CWC years ago from Salvation Army and after what, 44 years of being lost with drugs and gang and and, and, and drugs and, and prison and so forth, you find God. Have a desire to start your own home. Start a home. 
And then the three-strike law changes. And so a man that was serving life in prison is released to his home. Because he got fixed. You got fixed. And not only fixed you, but your marriage as well. Oh, somebody got to shout about that. What Dave is waiting for you to get your life straight? What Dave is locked up? What individual finds himself today that is, that is serving a life sentence today? Not of their own fault, but they're serving a life sentence. Not with no hope of ever getting out. They are waiting for you to find your purpose, find your design, so that they can be set free as well. Somebody say amen. And we change the world lastly. Worship team, if you'd help me. I appreciate Oh, you guys are already back. Good job, man. It's Pastor T. I called her earlier. There she is. Man, you look so beautiful, pregnant. You're the man, Sam. You're the man. See? See that, man? Change the world, bro. Change the world. We close here. We We change the world by making disciples. 1 Corinthians 10.34, I think, was that the right, right scripture? It says, and you should imitate me as I imitate Christ. My question to you today is, who are you imitating? What's sad is that the church is spending so much time trying to imitate Jay-Z or the entertainment community, Hollywood, that we no longer know what Jesus looks like. Paul could tell Timothy, imitate me as I imitate Christ, because he was imitating Christ. His life was worth imitating. See, I have a question for you as I close this morning. And I got to tell you, this question scares me. If all Christians in the world were like you, imitated the way you live Christianity, what would be the condition of the gospel around the world? If everyone was like you. To be honest with you, man, it would be jacked up if they were all like me. I'm just being straight because sometimes I can be very judgmental. I could be a Pharisee. I was raised in church. And so sometimes I forget the grace that brought me through the doors. And so when I fail, that's when I recognize how gracious God is. And how I'm lucky to have gotten in myself. My question to you right now is Are you living a life worth imitating? Especially to the youngsters in the house, the young college and career, those of you that are, that are you got some freedom, you're, you're, you're growing up. Now, right now, 
It's cool to live your own life. You know, hey, we're, we're, we're young, we're wild, we're doing our thing. But the reality is this. Young lady, would you want your daughter to live the life that you're living right now? Young man, would you want your son to experience the kind of life you're going through right now? You are created for better. I'm not here to put you down this morning. I'm here to stir you up. To let you know that there's greatness inside of you. That God wants to release so that you can change your world. That you have the ability to transform the world that you live in today. But it's never going to be changed until you get mended. It's never going to be transformed until you get fixed. Until you begin to mend those broken bones and things start looking good and you want to get back to it. But you need to be mended today. You need to let God put you back together. I'm here to tell you right now, the Apostle Paul lived a life that was worth duplicating. And I'm striving each and every day of my life. Even as I sat down with my daughters at Thanksgiving this past year, we were sitting there and sitting around the table and I, I had to apologize to them. I was a young pastor and I wanted to raise perfect girls. I remember sitting there at our table and just tears coming down my face and apologizing to them saying, I'm so sorry because I was so hard on you growing up because I wanted you to be perfect daughters, but you couldn't be perfect daughters because I wasn't a perfect father. I couldn't produce something perfect when I was imperfect myself. I'm here to tell you something today, but I've made a choice continually to get better. I want to challenge you today to get better. I want to challenge you to get to another level. I want to challenge you to let God fill you to a new level this morning. Stand to your feet with me. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.